Hey y'all, it's me Ed, mixed martial arts analyst for frontproofmedia.com. Follow me on Twitter at Carbazel. Read my stuff at MMA News, my MMA News, and SureDog.com. Just wanted to record something really quick. Uh, it looks like Thanos got his uh, powers extended into the world of mixed martial arts with the uh, undoing of UFC 233. I don't know why the UFC does not want to use the word cancellation because they did pretty much cancel it. So, um, we got, now we have in Brooklyn for January 19th, Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw with the co-main event of Paige Van Zandt versus Rachel Ostevich. If you haven't read, uh, my feelings about, um, Brooklyn, UFC, MMA in general coming to Brooklyn, New York, especially the Barclays Center. Barclays Center is a really big boxing arena. Lots of boxing events go on there. And there is a rift between boxing and MMA. I don't know why. It's fight sports. I mean, usually it's the same athletic commissions and stuff that have to sanction them. I don't know why there seems to be a beef between the two, but there is. Um, So I think somehow that's leaked into the soul of Barclays Center and caused some type of, uh, I want to say like a hex on mixed martial arts. Granted, mixed martial arts has had a rough time in New York since the sports inception 20 plus years ago. But, you know, with the uh, ban getting lifted in 2016, um, you would think it'd have come in with open arms, but it has not. Um, You know, obviously events at Madison Square Garden go without a hitch and uh, oh, not without a hitch, but, you know, like less problematic than what's happened at UFC 2, you know, uh, when the UFC Barclays Center. Um, and I guess Long Island is, is okay. Actually, Nassau, Nassau Coliseum, I think, is hold, has held the most MMA events since the ban's been lifted. I mean, they did uh, Pro Fight League. They've done everyone. Pro Fight League, Bellator, um, and the UFC. So I, don't, I think that that's pretty much it, the top three. So I think they've already capped the record as far as uh, uh, venues that hold MMA events. Um... Barclays has only hosted the UFC, so I don't know if it's MMA or just the UFC. Um, we'll see. We'll find out in January. Obviously, the the worst thing that happened was Rachel Ostevich and, uh, you know, with what happened to her. Almost being pulled from that card, but she's she's rallying and coming together, you know. And then um, now this, this was added to it. So that card's looking pretty good, but, you know, it's still... Uh, a month and a half away, or about a month away now. Um, so we'll see uh, if, if the curse holds true. I wrote a really big article on it, um, mymmanews.com, when UFC 223 was there. If you haven't read it, go check it out, because I, I cite UFC 208, which was the first MMA event in Barclays, and um, obviously with the stuff that went on, the card was all mostly decisions. I don't want to say all. There's one fight that went to... Uh, uh, finish, which was Jacare got a Kimura finish. I forget who, uh, I think it was Gunnar Nelson. I don't remember who he submitted. Um, no, I, I don't remember who he submitted. Not Gunnar Nelson. But anyway, um, it's not a memorable card, UFC 208. So a lot of bad stuff happened in my personal life around that time too. And um, 
me and my, and me and my buddy that lives out there in Brooklyn blame everything that happened wrong in our lives on UFC 208. And then UFC 223, I'm sure, is all fresh in everyone's memory because that was the whole Conor McGregor bus incident. Uh, Max Holloway getting pulled from the card and, and the, the last, last minute of main event change when they pulled put Al Iaquinta, who fights this weekend in Milwaukee. They put him as the main event on uh, UFC 23 the day before the actual event to try to save it. So a lot of people, I think they issued like uh, 20% refunds. Uh, the news came out. Aaron... Bronster from TSN reported that like the following or that day of the day of or the Sunday after you can look it up um, it's out there but um yeah so I don't like the idea of things being funneled off to Brooklyn and then uh, February date but UFC 2233 is no longer going to go head to head with Bellator in Anaheim January 26th so hey better for Bellator right um but I just wanted to Put that out there. Um, I don't know about the. I, I, I'm not excited. I, I don't get excited. I like UFC coming to run this way to New York and New Jersey or any MMA promoter for that matter. But I'm not. A, Brooklyn is just another story for me. It just has. It doesn't have a good history. It doesn't have the same feel. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I, if you're listening on Anchor, obviously you chime in. Um, I'll add it to the next episode. But um, that's something. That happened this week that I felt like needed to be addressed. Um, and then the other thing is uh, the Oscar De La Hoya versus Dana White stuff that seems to be trending. I feel like it might be. I feel like it might be uh, planned. So what do I mean by planned? All right, so if you paid any attention today, Dana White went on, I think he went on two ESPN shows um, and pretty much uh, put out the same, um, actually early in the day, late at night. So if you guys don't know, Kevin Iole is one of the UFC Ioli that writes for Yahoo Sports. He's a UFC media-friendly reporter. He writes... Uh, uh, UFC articles. Uh, so he put out an article uh, where um, Dana White spoke to him to defend himself against Oscar De La Hoya's claims about why Chuck Liddell was allowed to fight in the De La Hoya Ortiz 3 card from Golden Boy's MMA attempt uh, at an event. Um, I shouldn't say that because the fight card overall was good. But um, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I don't mind any any new MMA promotion. I mean, it's all good for the fighters and the sport and the fans in the long run anyway. But um, so anyway, he did two appearances today, uh, you know, attacking De La Hoya and bashing him. And then, of course, uh, any uh, with the uh, Canelo Rocky event uh, that's airing on The Zone this weekend. They're fighting in Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, De La Hoya is making his rounds to promote that event and he's being asked about it everything so there's a lot of back and forth and then suddenly the mention of Zufa boxing comes up again so it's like why is this all of a sudden becoming a thing where De La Hoya is talking about uh you know calling <clears throat> doing it uh calling all out, out all MMA fighters if you're unhappy with your pay and blah 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 come fight for Golden Boy MMA and then here comes uh you know Dana White with Zufa boxing and um 
Somebody that works for Fight Pass. I wish I could remember the name. Whoever's running the the new Eric Winter of Fight Pass. The guy that runs it now, because Eric Winter was the guy that runs it under the Fertitta regime. Um, they tweeted, we're adding two new sports to Fight Pass. Because, you know, they already have kickboxing, plenty of MMA, submission-only grappling. So they're like, we're adding two new sports to, to, to Fight Pass in 2019. Guess which ones they are. So the only ones that are really left, I mean, is, it's either boxing and or bare-knuckle boxing and maybe even some wrestling. Whether it be quote-unquote pro wrestling or collegiate uh, Olympic wrestling. But, um, so either they're trying to drum up business for themselves. Competition is good for business. Let's be honest. You know, I mean, what's the best time any pro wrestling fan has ever had in any sport? It's the uh, Monday Night Wars between WCW and the WWE or F back then. Or whenever it was. So... You know, it's, it's, uh, 2019 is going to be, I mean, where the sport is now and, uh, for anyone that's been saying that boxing has been dying, I mean, I think boxing had a very good last two years. So if it was dying, it's been making its way back in the last two years. And, and it's because combat sports as a whole, if you look at the McGregor Mayweather McGregor thing, it, that, that was a meshing of. MMA and boxing and both sports found new fans crossing over from both whether they be casuals they only tune in for the big cards and and names that they recognize but um the promotion and stuff um you know and uh um I think there's stuff going on with uh ESPN and uh boxing somebody uh Dana White called out uh that guy what's that the skinny guy's name the young guy from uh, HBO, Max, Max Kellerman, is that what I'm, I think who I'm thinking of? He was like, you know, you're not going to talk about him, but the, you know, there was an ESPN show, so I don't know. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an, an interesting uh, to see where it, where it uh, winds up as far as um, you know this whole thing between Dana White and Oscar De La Hoya. But either way, I mean, talking trash to each other. Look at all the trash that May- Mayweather. And McGregor spoke, talked to each other, and they flew on the same plane, plane when they were doing their tour, when they went to Europe. So, I mean, everybody stands to make money if enough people pay attention. So that's where I'm getting at with uh, with it being planned. I mean, they may have legit beef and and with each other, but I mean, they both in the back of their minds, they both know. I mean, people are paying more attention to them than they were, you know two two weeks ago or after you know during or after during Ortiz Liddell Ortiz three so as far as the MMA goes I gotta say man that you know I was a a fan of De La Hoya you know when I watch him back when he used to box and stuff too but it's just like you know if you're good so I, I hate to see him flounder for for answers and 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 learn you know uh be wet behind the ears on tv when he is addressing MMA and talking about pursuing him, I mean, he really needs to hire some people that have uh, experience in the sport. There's a lot of people out there, my, myself, <laughs> for example, that that could uh, that have a good vein into the sport and understanding of the history of it, and could help you better promote and arrange events better. You know, because the things that Dana White pointed out on the ESPN appearances were true. I mean, he didn't know the, the fighters' names on the roster. Um, you know, he he. Uh, 
he, he couldn't really report accurate numbers when it came to, to pay and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, the streaming numbers, um, you know, you know, it, it, it seems like he's he's uh, digging for for comebacks. I mean, when you when you when you resort to a violent response, I mean, Dana White challenged him to a debate and De La Hoya said on Luke Thomas's show later in the afternoon, you know, let's do a three round boxing match in, in a cage you know it's like come on you just now you just want to beat the guy up because he's coming at he's putting up a lot of numbers that, that you can't produce from your end so and i don't like to see that you know that's just come on if you're trying to make combat sports this this highbrow thing to be up there compete with the big four and stuff like that you can't you can't uh you know you can't back pedal and say you know i don't like what you said i punch you in the mouth but and again, this is combat sports, but uh, I don't know. They're also professionals, so they have to conduct themselves that way. But that's it for me. Uh, Thursday night, night before, Bellator doubleheader, UFC Milwaukee, Invicta FC 33. Um, only the prelims are on FS1, by the way, for UFC Milwaukee. So I don't know how you're going to handle that. I don't know how I'm going to handle that. I might, I might watch the prelims and switch over to Invicta or Bellator on Saturday, but... Tomorrow night, two, UFC, uh, Bellator 212, um, that's a big one, Chandler versus Primus. We've been waiting for that for a while, so um, you'll probably hear from me after that one. So have a good weekend.